Hi, Quintrell. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming in today. No problem. I've been dying to talk to you. I remember first seeing you talk about yourself and your background at the Halifax Social Network. Oh, yeah. 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 And <laughs> since then, I'm like, I need to get you. But you've been everywhere. Everywhere. Ottawa, everywhere. 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 So thanks for coming in today. No problem. What are you currently working on? Um, I'm working on a few big projects for this year um, for Stop the Violence. Um, I have the talk show that I'm about to launch this year, just sp this spring. Um, basically, I came up with this idea about two two years ago, um, 2016, uh, to do a youth talk show. Um, a lot of the youth um, speaking in the schools um, came back to me saying that they don't feel that their voice is heard and you know don't have a platform for that. So. Mm -hmm. Basically, I came up with an idea to do this youth talk show called That's What's Up. Oh. Um, and basically, you know, I inquired with the Art Gallery of Nova Scotia, who I partner with um, on a few things, um, basically to have it there. You know what I mean? Basically have this talk show where the youth get to talk on their issues that they're facing. So, you know, one week we can talk about bullying and have people that have been bullied and the bully as well come on the show and talk about that and what oh, makes wow. you know I mean so wow. deep conversations yeah. and uh basically have youth performers and dance poetry singing um and then have giveaways and you know only do it once a week um <laughs> basically that way you have the hype up to the, the next, next one. one yeah and uh so in coming up with that idea um the kids loved it and then i asked them where do you want me to put it at um i can go bell you know east link and they were like we don't watch tv so we're gonna do facebook live whoa yeah that's great so um, it's different yeah yeah uh, do you have a date yet um, i don't have the date the date yet but i know it's the spring okay i've been working on it for a year and a half okay now um so over the next two months it's a lot of groundwork that i gotta get caught up so when it happens you know i want everything to flow yeah. um and and everything but that's a, that's a big thing um big changes coming um and also i'm working on doing a leadership uh dinner okay so basically this is going to be a dinner I'm, I'm trying to host it at the nova center yeah. um basically for leaders 35 and under bringing all of them under one roof you know have some speakers and and where you can network yep. at the same time and i want to do it only once a year okay. um but to bring in a motivational speaker to inspire, you know, these this younger generation um, that you are the change today um, and shaping the future. So basically, that's my next two big things. Wow. <laughs> Makes sense how busy you are. Yeah. And um, how do you even fit all that into 24 hours? I, I keep telling people, I was like, it feels like I have like 36 hours in a day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I time management time management you know you know i work a full-time job at the same time but it's just time management and and how you do things like even when i'm at work on my breaks and stuff using that to basically do stuff for stop the violence or make connection um make a phone call that i had to return a call to someone mm. um and then sleep my sleep patterns are all messed up i usually don't get to bed 12.30 is a good time for me getting to bed on a weekday. <laughs> um, but when I get to bed, um, it's crazy. It's like, you know, I got about five, six good hours of sleep. Mm. And in the morning, I'm not a morning person. Oh, God, uh, tell me about it. 
not a morning person. I even switched my hours at work to work nine thirty to to six, so I didn't have to come in for eight thirty. Yeah, I beat traffic and everything, and it's still hard. It's still hard. I'm not even lying to anyone, but yeah, you just that's like my best friend. I just moved in with my best friend like a couple weeks ago, mm. and she was like. It's funny when you weren't living here. I seen you so so much. Now that you're living here, I never see you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, every time you get home, it's like eleven thirty, twelve, and you're gone straight to bed. Yeah, I don't even hear you come in. And she was just telling everybody that, and we just joked about. It. I was like, I told you how busy I was. Yeah. Usually, I just stop here, kind of on my way, because you're on my path to get home. So uh... I stop here for five, ten minutes here. <laughs> but now it's like I'm coming home exhausted. Yeah, and gone to sleep. Like so, it's it's busy. Um, okay, so I'm curious here. Uh, actually, first, let me, let, I'll, I'll save that for later. Um, t- tell me a bit more about uh, Stop the Violence. Um, so Stop the Violence started um, basically September of 2012. Um, the idea came in August 2012 when uh, my close cousin um, and close friend Kaylin Diggs was killed. Um, he's my, f- my first cousin. You know, we went through elementary school, junior high school, high school, graduated together. Um, people used to call us the Lewis Frazier boys, me, him, and my other cousin, Romaine, because we're all first cousins and our grandfather's Lewis Frazier. Mm. And went through Army Cadets and then just, you know, one night downtown, um, someone decided to uh, basically, you know, sucker punch him. And, you know, which ultimately caused him to uh, fall and be knocked out and hit his head off the curb, which ultimately killed him. Um, and I was with him that night, you know what I mean? For <laughs> most of the night after I left one of my other best friends, he dropped me back down there. And, you know, it was weird because I never leave anything in the club and I left my jacket in as we were walking to Pizza Corner, go back. And then that all happened. And I didn't even know, like, you know, you see the ambulance go by, you see all that stuff and you get home and then you get a call from your father and he's like in a panic asking you, are you okay? I'm like, I'm good. And then he tells me Kaylin's killed. And it's like, you're dreaming like a nightmare. And it's, Mm. it was just so much emotions, Mm -hmm. so many emotions. Um, it was tough. Kaylin was a guy that never bothered anyone. Great guy. Um, one of the best personalities. So when this happened, it wasn't like, you know, he was out there looking, you know, for fights and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, to go down the way he did and to lose his life, um, it hurt me in a way that I've never been hurt before. Mm. Um, so over the next few weeks after his death, you know, after presiding over his wake, singing at his funeral, um, there was a lot of thoughts. What can I do um, to try and change this so other families don't go through the same hurt that I went through? Um, and I came up with the idea to do a Stop the Violence March. And that's all it was supposed to be. It was a Stop the Violence March. Um, in September, and I remember it was a rainstorm, and I was so discouraged. I was like, how many people are going to come out? And it was amazing. Uh, hundreds came out mm-hmm. in a rain and windstorm. We walked from Sullivan's Pond in Dartmouth to the Halifax Commons. Um, I think the youngest was like three years old wow. to age 75. And then you had so many different families that had been affected by violence wearing their own loved ones, rest in peace, T-shirts. And it connected them with other families and, you know, telling them how they grieved and how what helped them get through this tough time. Because yeah. you really never get over losing a loved one that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just learn to live life. The pain is still there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it'll come up here and there in your lifetime. But 
um, after the march, I remember so many people uh, reached out and was like, you can't stop. You, you brought hope to those families that, you know, have lost loved ones. Um, and you brought hope for the future, for a better future. And so after that, I just kept it rolling. And it just got bigger and bigger and busier and busier. Yeah, I know. Um, but to hear people come and say that, you know, you changed my life. You made me think different. You inspired me. You motivated me. Um, it's just, it's a humbling feeling. And you're just like in awe. Like, mm. you're doing something. Like, I, I do stop the violence because I was hurt. You know, it's sort of, that was my way of grieving. That's why I started. Yeah. Um, and then the passion behind it. And people see that you're genuine. You're not doing this, you know, for for the fame and for the glory. So you, you're doing it because you care. And yeah. you want to see change. And it's it's been... Like it's it hasn't been all roses, you know. I've 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 had threats before. You threats. Know? I have people spit at me. I've had what? drinks thrown at me. And, what? And, and you wouldn't think because you're doing something positive. Yeah. But, you know, I had I had a lot of sleepless sleepless nights. I had a lot of sleepless nights. You know, it, it's it's been it's been a long road, wow. and you just kind of. I'm the type of person that has thick skin. <laughs> you know, and my parents taught me that and, you know, being raised in the church and having faith in God, you know, you just stay positive. And I, I actually use all the negativity as as, you know, positive vibes and motivation to do more. So mm. people that try and pull me down, they're only putting fuel on the fire. Yeah, it's it's strange that people would do that because what you're doing is helping not just you, but a lot uh, of people uh, in the everywhere, really. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of surprising that people would see that. It, what what I, and, and 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 that's what confused a lot of people. And when I say it, I confused me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get the lashback that I was expecting. You know mm. what I mean? Like I've dealt with racism. Where um, I remember in 2016, you remember when we had all those, you know, young black men that were killed in 2016, and yep. they were back to back to back. And I remember getting these Facebook messages after every every homicide that we had and mm. i didn't check them i just seen these messages because i had so many messages that that my facebook message <laughs> i have to go through i got thousands of messages but i remember this one and i opened it up and it was just it was just so racist wow someone created a fake facebook account to say that you know we don't have a a gun problem here we have a black problem that if we get rid of all the black people then the gun problem will be solved and then talked about how black people are more incarcerated and, you know, there's no uh, place in this world for them. Um, and it was just sad. That's so much hate. You know, it was it, it's sad that someone's, you know, thinking about that and, and could think that that hateful about it, another race. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but I just took it as feel that, you know, they notice that I'm doing something that's creating change. Mm. And as long as I continue, if I stop, then I give them what they want. Yeah. yeah. That's all they want. So I just used it as, you know, basically, you know, fuel to the fire. Let me work harder. And, you know, what happened that year? Stop the Violence Day was proclaimed in Nova Scotia. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's it's things like that. You just got to use things. And I, I tell the kids all the time, not everyone's going to like what you do. You're going to have to accept that. Not everyone's going to like you. You're going to have to accept that, too. But if you just believe in yourself and you surround yourself with a good support system, like I have amazing parents, great family, you know, siblings and and friends around me that support me and, you know, are there when I need to talk. Mm. Um, If you surround yourself with those type of people, 
nothing can stop you you know and and you just look at those people for advice like you know i I owe so much credit to my parents um growing up the discipline that they had on me being the oldest uh oh you're the oldest okay (laughs) being the oldest man (laughs) mom and dad was strict (laughs) no joke no joke like when they grounded you if you grounded for three weeks You were grounded for three weeks. You're going to church meetings with them. You're going to church services. It was crazy. And, mm-hmm. and you know, at that age, you don't even really know, right? You don't yeah. see that. And then I remember when they put me in Army Cadets and I was, you know, acting up in Army Cadets because I didn't really want to be there. You know, you have other people now yelling in your face that are not your parents. And so I remember um, after I got suspended one time in Cadets and, and I had a talk with dad and, and mom and they were like, this is good for you. <laughs> If, if you know what's good for you, you're going to stay in Army Cadets. And I ended up turning, doing a 360 in Army Cadets and, you know, taking the discipline. And I ended up, you know, getting the Lord Strathacona, which is the highest um, medal and award you can get as a Canadian cadet. Whoa. Um, but it, it, it took me to, you know, kind of swallow my pride and be like, yo, this discipline is good. And, mm. you know, as I got older, I seen that. And it's been amazing. And I tell kids, man, listen to your parents. Listen, if your parents are telling you something... Listen to your parents. So many kids these days, um, this younger generation, mm. um, they want to run with their own mind and, and everything. Um, but your parents are your parents. And don't disrespect them. Now, my parents, like, I, oh, my mom still yells at me today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, thir- I'm 32 years old and she's still yelling at me telling me what to do today. <laughs> she's, so, you know what I mean? It's, it's just all about respect and having those great, you know, parents that have been supportive since day one since and, and enforcing that when we were in school. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I remember I wanted to get out of French immersion when I was in grade 10 mm-hmm. because all my friends got out. Mom and dad said, all oh, your friends got out, but your friends ain't trying to get the education that you're trying to get. Mm. So they pushed. And, you know, look at me today, you know, working for the federal government. So it's been a blessing. Yeah. They're setting setting me up for, you know, a successful future. And I'm thankful for that. And then if you look at all my other siblings, you know, they're doing great things. And it's been amazing. You know, they say they look up to me, but, you know, they, I'm inspired by them. So. Mm. It's been it's been amazing. Wow, I mean, yeah, I can relate a lot. I can really relate with that discipline thing because you know I wasn't the best kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the discipline I got as a kid has actually made me able to do the things I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Gotta listen. Gotta listen. Gotta do what you said. So um, I gotta ask about the Black Panther thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Black Panther, and it's actually nominated for an Oscar now. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll find out soon. But the film happened. What what spurred that? What made you decide? Um, you know, I you know do hear, this? hearing a lot of people leading up to uh, the Black Panther um, movie being released, it was just everyone's like, "You got to see this movie." You know, make sure the kids see. You know, this black superhero and everything. And I was like, "Huh." Maybe I can take 20 kids, you know what I mean? Pay with my own pocket, take 20 kids. Um, but I'm always thinking big. Mm. <laughs> I'm always thinking big. If, <laughs> I can, if I can make it happen, I can make it happen. So now I was like, let me make a GoFundMe page. Yeah. Let me see if I can get 200 kids to Black Panther. Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go, but I know I got a lot of support here in Nova Scotia. So I was like, just put it out there, see what, you know, you can do and then try and get some sponsor money from here and there. But Mm. in 24 hours, I had enough to take 200 kids. Wow. And so after 24 hours, I'm one of those guys I like to push the limit. (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, when I got off Saturday morning, so I had did that Thursday night. 
when I got up Saturday morning, uh, I was like, you know what, let me double down and see if we can take 400. And, you know, by Monday morning, we had enough to take 400. And it was amazing. Because mm. over the over the donors that we had, mm. it was only, took 130 donors Damn. to make $7,000. $7, so that was amazing. And, you know, to get the kids their tickets, I basically asked them, who is your real life superhero and why? Mm. And if you heard some of these things, man, I was in tears. I was all emotional reading these things. Like some of these kids, man, like I remember one kid talking about best friend in school. Mm. You know, the best friend had lost their mother at a young age, but, you know, they met in grade three um, and she inspired him. And, you know, she taught him how to draw and everything. And she's like, she she's always happy. She always makes me happy when I'm sad and everything. And to hear a story like that, you know, in their grade six now, mm. um, you know, and for a kid to go through losing their mother and then to inspire another kid, touch. And then we had another young lady talk about losing her father to cancer. But he taught her the value of, you know, her worth and how to be a woman and, you know, the finer things in life and, and don't take things for granted. And so, you know, you had things like that. And then you had a single father, you know, the son was like, you know, he's taught me more in my lifetime, my 14 years than anyone else can. And, you know, I respect how he works hard and everything. And then, you know, the parents, when they hear this, mm. you know, you you never hear your kids saying that. But then when you, you hear it and it was just it was just simply, you know, so heartwarming. And and then leading up to the event, so I was like, okay, I'm going to get some chaperones, some young adults. Um, and I did. And I was like, oh, there's 400 black kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I was like, I love our kids and everything, but I was like, hopefully this is not, you know, chaotic. Because <laughs> I know we like to be excited, like to enjoy things. Yeah. But I got to tell you, it was the most amazing. No kids act up. Wow. You know, besides 20 of them going to the bathroom at the same time, <laughs> it was all good. And after, you know, they all got the same message when, you know, the message I want them to get is that they could be anything, you know, yeah. they could, you know, be Spider-Man, you know, what I mean, and, and Batman and all those guys. But you can also be real heroes in life. And they all got that message. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when the media was like asking me, um, you know, to talk, I was like, you know, talk to these kids. Mm. Get these kids on here. Ask them how they felt about the movie. And then when they talked, everyone was saying the same thing. And it was amazing. Um, the moment was amazing. Uh, I'll never forget that for my lifetime. And then I remember last fall, I got an email from the Nova Scotia Museum of Natural History. Mm. And I was like, What's it, what did they email me? So apparently last summer they did uh, over the five museums across the province. Um, they were taking suggestions of things f that uh, represent Nova Scotia mm. for the 150th uh, birthday to be ascensioned in the museum forever. And over the 5,000, they chose one of 18. Wow. And the Black Panther Initiative was one of 18 to be ascension in the museum. So last fall, it was on display at the museum. The oh, picture, wow. the tickets, Stop the Violence t-shirt. And then it's going in the archives. Um, it's online. And then in 2068, they're going to bring it back out and put it back on display. I'll probably be like 90. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is what it is. But it just shows, you know, it touched so many Nova Scotians. Yeah. That one initiative, you know what I mean? 
Um, it, yeah, it was 400 black kids, but, you know, it was powered by, you know, the other races here, mm -hmm. you know, that want to see us succeed and, and everything. So it was a it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, it was. I, I remember reading that and thinking uh, Black Panther was a great film. Yeah. But I remember seeing that and there's a picture they took of you and this kid. Yeah. It was glorious watching that, you yeah. know. It, it, it's it's nice seeing a person of my skin tone yeah. doing something that positive, yeah. and it's it's just continuing, you know. It's not it's not a, a question of oh you did this thing in 2016 and 2017 mm -hmm. and, and that stuff, but you keep going and yeah. you keep going and you keep going, and I mean, and now with the talk show and the leader um leadership events yeah. it's like what the how do you put all these things in into um the i guess you have 36 hours you said yeah <laughs> but um <clears throat> how do you take care of yourself i mean because uh, you take care of everybody else i, I see I, i'm good i'm good see my faith in god you know and you know prayer prayer has been a big thing heaven you know i, I may not go to church every sunday but prayer and just having, you know, my moments to myself. Like last night, I went, I woke up, I went, went for a drive mm. and then, you know, came back, went for a walk and it was cold outside, but it was refreshing um, and things like that. Uh, and just, just talking, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's, it's hard not to have um, someone that you can talk to. And I got so many great friends that I can talk to and family members that I can talk to and just, you know. I, I don't talk to each one about the same thing, you know what I mean? Kind of just different ones. I don't want to put a burden on you. I just want an outlet, mm -hmm. you know? And I sing. So that's one of the things that I do a lot. Um, my biggest outlet is singing. So I'll probably go in my room, raise some thoughts down, and then just start singing some gospel and stuff and mm -hmm. things like that. But, you know, I always take care of my health um, and exercise a lot. But, yeah, it's it's it's... It's tough with all the time management that I have, but I make time for yourself. Mm. It's key. If I want to keep going to be able to help others, because I remember last year I got pneumonia for the first time in the fall. And I was yeah, like, Yeah, I remember I, got, I saw that message. I was like, I got to shut down everyone yeah, and everybody I can't I, I talk. I think it took a few weeks off. Yeah, it took yeah. at least like a month and yeah. I had to cancel events and everything. And um, it was crazy. Um, so many people sent care packages. <laughs> oh my God, like I had so many cans of soup. And everything, like, after I got well, I just donated all the feed Nova Scotia, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was like, people just, you know, the support is, is there, but, you know, sometimes you your body's going to tell you, and I'm always on the go, so people were like, yeah, your body's told you. I was like, when I got pneumonia, I didn't even know what pneumonia was. I was like, I thought only old people could get it. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, this is bad. I couldn't even move. I, and I, like, I'm the type of person, if I get the flu or a cold, mm -hmm. I'm going to the gym to kind of run it out. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I couldn't do that with the pneumonia. I couldn't move. It was like a truck hit you. I just wanted to sleep, and it just felt like every bone was cracking. I oh, was like, man. oh, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, because I remember that time where I was running something by, you know, like, let's meet. <laughs> and then not so long after, when I started a message, I was worried. And it, it was like, okay. And it was a really long post, yeah. but it was it was actually kind of refreshing that you, you realized okay, you know what? I need to take this time for yeah. me. And that's something that some people really don't do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great you, you took that time. And, and I, you came back refreshed. I, did, I felt, oh, my God. I That time, like, especially, I put it on social media just because, and 
there's so many people that message me like on top of doing stop the violence and you know do my job and doing all the initiatives that i do mm. um i also get so many people telling me their story mm. you know victims of violence and you know how can i help in these situations so that's on top of doing everything yeah um so it it makes i i had to put it on social media that way you know people know i'm taking a moment for myself mm. you know what i mean i can't help you in this moment because i have to help myself yeah um and so I, I realize that, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to take a time. To, like, I haven't been on vacation. <laughs> like, like, I was like, I was like, I haven't taken vacation. Like, I use my vacation time at work to go speak at schools yeah. and, or go to stop the violence here or there events. That's what my vacation time is. And I haven't, you know, been down south or, or nothing. But I'm going to have, I'm going to take a vacation this year. Oh, okay. I'm going to take a vacation finally because I need to, you know, experience life at the same time of doing everything. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I had to take a moment because my body told me to. Yeah, no, I uh, that that was I was worried, but you came back and then you started doing amazing things. And I remember one of the things you did, uh, I, even we know before after that post was the the initiative for the kids to get um books to school with the dancing the yeah. the Halifax Dance Cup. Yeah, I did, did that. How did that happen? Um, come about? Oh, my guy, Jordan Shepard. Uh, seen this guy, went viral. And I was like, that is actually, you know, pretty cool. Yeah. You know, they got a cop dancing. Everyone's like liking this. And, you know, he actually looked like human. I know that cops are human. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, but not a lot of many people see them as human. They, you know, they see the job. They see the badge. Um, so that made everything look human and, and it made him look like I'm a person, too. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I can enjoy life as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to him. I told him, you know, it's amazing what you're doing or whatever. And I have an idea. And when I have idea. You know, usually there's something great. And, you know, I reached out to him and said, let's do a dance party in Grand Prix, you know, to raise school supplies. Yeah. And that way, you know, we're having fun, but we're also giving back. And we had eight great big bags of school supplies. Um, and a lot of people showed up, the little kids, the little babies, older people. Um, so um, it was an amazing, fun time. Yeah. You know, we did the Macarena. We did Kiki, Do You Love Me? It was it was it was jamming. It was Jim. So this year we're gonna try and do bigger and better. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, oh. you know that was the first annual. This time we're just trying to pack the whole Grand Parade, have everyone, you know, kind of do, you know, have a dance party, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Um, and do it longer, where it's more than dancing. You can interact, you know, have barbecue, things like that. So always thinking, you know, to grow. Because you're not doing enough things. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But it's always like just starting things like it's crazy. Like I started the toy drive two years ago and, and, you know, I was like, okay, let me just do this toy drive. I thought it was going to be a little thing. Raised like 500 toys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then last year we had about 300 and some. So it's like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? The amazing things. It's, and it's all community based. Yeah. Like I come up with an idea and I just bring it to the community and, us as a whole as a province yeah and people just show up mm. and show out and and that's what it is there's great people here 
You know what I mean? All the things that I do, you know, I'm thankful for the supporters and and everyone that, you know, messages me just to say, keep up the great work. Um, everyone that, you know, just calls just to check up on how you're doing or, you know what I mean? I'm probably one of the most easygoing people. So if you see me, like I was just in Tim's and the woman at the counter that was ordering after a meal, she was like, you're the stop the violence guy. I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and I always like some places I try and go and, and stay low key. I'll put my hat on and just... Yeah, it, it it doesn't happen, but you know, it's it's great. You know, people know who you are, and yeah. and they see the great work that you're doing. But I wouldn't do be able to do all this great work without without the people. And you know, I'm very thankful and appreciative of them. And um, <clears throat> so, oh, actually, what's the one that happens at the Commons? That's Stop the Violence Day. So uh, that one, what what is it again? Uh so June tenth. June 10th. What are you planning for this year's one? This year, I'm trying to I'm trying to plan something bigger and better. Like I know the last couple, I always I got the march down to one one march, mm. um, and so I'm trying to do this year. I'm trying to do holding hands against violence. Mm. So I want to create the largest line of holding hands against violence. Oh wow! I was I was I had a plan to do it a couple years ago and didn't end up doing it. But I want to you know where we stretch. Um, right across the bridge from Halifax to Dartmouth, all different races, all different ages, mm. um, and make a long line of holding hands. Wow. Because we're in this together. Yeah. And uh, so that's my big idea for this year, you know, and that way, you know, we're connecting everyone, letting everyone know that we're in this fight together, mm. you know, standing against violence, you know, sexual violence, all of this, you know what I mean? So that's the big difference, the wrinkle in this year is guys holding hands against violence. Um, wow. Setting up is gonna be a lot of work, but yeah. if there's anybody that can do it, it's definitely gonna be you. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just you know getting a, a route um, down and you know letting you know the traffic control know in advance mm. and you know police have been amazing um, in setting things up, letting the bridge know um, because I couldn't do it the last couple of years because we were doing the bridge over. Mm. So now you know I, we can do it and you know have the largest line of holding hands and what what better place to do it than here in nova scotia i agree do you, i mean i've i've lived here four years now mm-hmm. it, the love that pours and <clears throat> when i set out to do something there's almost always someone willing to help what can i do what mm-hmm. can i pitch it, it it's 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 just a an atlantic canada thing wouldn't you say oh start the violence no no like people wanting to help oh no 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 people reach from all over canada um, uh, it's it's been amazing. I I've, I've got to travel a lot. Like last year, I think I was in Ottawa like four or five times. Yeah. Oh, are you gonna be the prime minister yeah. someday? Something. <laughs> Everyone's been asking me. I was like, that's my that's one of my end goals. You know, I want to I want to become the first black prime minister. Mm. Um, that's one of my end goals. Um, I've never been a politician, mm. and I I follow politics a lot, and you know, I know a lot about politics. Um, but I've never been the politician type. Mm. You know, I like to do my work, you know, the way I do it. Um, So I remember last year when I announced that I was going into politics last March when I was in the library, legislature library at the province house Mm. after they were, you know, honoring me for the Black Panther initiative. Um, Basically not seeing myself represented. You know what I mean? We have Tony Ince, the only, you know, black African Nova Scotian um, MLA in the province house. And, you know, it's it's not a lot. Um, but I'm not doing it just 
because of our black. You know what I mean? I'm doing this for anyone, you know, that are multicultural, um, that are young, um, and trying to bring something new uh, and be that new voice. Uh, so I announced that I'm going to go into politics going forward, which should uh, be interesting. <laughs> I've been learning a lot over the last uh, last the last year. Yeah. Uh, I've been learning a lot, and it's it's interesting. Um, you know, I've been talking to a lot of different parties, uh-huh. um, and you know, a lot of them have interesting views. Okay. <laughs> so are you going to? Um, I mean, you have to join a party, right? I That's, know. So have you decided what you're going? I haven't. I no. Have- haven't decided. Isn't it elections next? It, it, it's it's next year, right? Yeah. You think, yeah. I have I'll, ha- I'll have a decision. <laughs> I'll have a decision soon. Um, but yeah, it 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 depends, you know, because I have to have someone that aligns with my views. Mm. Um, I know not every party's gonna align with all my views, yeah. but at least the core views that I value as a person. Mm. Um, so that's where I, I'm at right now. Um, and I I've been talking to family friends uh do my research mm. i don't want to just make this on impulse or go with the yeah. in thing yeah so wow um so i'm guessing if the election is next year when are you going to say i'm a member of one party you have to do it some point this year definitely yeah, yeah. it'll be this year it'll be this year are you gonna make it a thing huh i'm gonna be like oh yeah i'm having a press conference everyone comes to the nova center or something uh, no, nah, I'll probably just put a little tweet up. <laughs> I'll probably be a little simple. A little quick tweet. Oh, yeah. So you have a ton of followers. How do you manage that? Uh, so, uh, I'm not a big social media guy. Yeah, it's funny you would <laughs> say that. It's a but... crazy thing. Like, if, if I wasn't doing Stop the Violence and so many people were following me, you know, and, and everything. Because I remember when I took that break, mm. a lot of people were like, I didn't see any positive posts lately or whatever, right? And and I'm always posting something positive. Uh, mm. So a lot of people follow me because of that. And, like, if I wasn't doing all this, I probably wouldn't have Facebook. Mm. My Instagram probably be private. Probably wouldn't be posting as much. Um, and I tweet here and there. I'm, I've actually been slacking on Twitter. Mm. But that's where everyone's at. You know, that's a platform that, you know, you got to use to, you know, kind of inspire others and so i use it and you know i try to inspire others and apparently it inspires so many you know what i mean like i'll put up a positive quote and someone says i needed that today mm. you know and God, and man. and just to hear someone say that you know what i mean i need to hear that today um it's amazing you know someone told me the other day you saved my life wow and i was like 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 you know what i mean like i'm no you saved my life you know I, I one thing I look forward to every day is as a person I try to you know help someone else or you know do do at least three acts of kindness a day um where it's a habit it's not you know you're forcing yourself to do it mm-hmm. and so doing these positive quotes you know what I mean um and hearing people this like when they said you saved my life I'm like what did I do mm-hmm. you know what I mean but little things like that like you could put up a positive quote and someone that might be at the end of their road right now see that post and that could just switch their mind to be like oh i can make it i can get back up mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's all it takes and that's the way i think i think about the little things that make a big impact mm. we try and do big things when big things are just a bunch of little things oh yeah that's true it's so simple 
we make things so you know complicated but it's it's a simple thing that you know could impact someone in a big way mm-hmm. and that's what i try and do just keep things simple don't make it complicated and, and just be straight to the point where people understand like this is the message and when that person said that they saved life they're not the first it's just a humbling feeling mm-hmm. like you get so humbled and you're just like like wow i started this because i was trying to save myself mm-hmm you know, from grieving and all the hurt and the pain. And now, you know, I'm looked at as a, you know, a a local hero and people think I'm saving, you know what I mean? But I'm just doing my part. And that's the way I look at it. I'm just doing my part. And people are like, I don't know why you're so humble and everything. I was like, man, my parents taught me, you know what I mean? Mm. The moment you stop being humble, the moment, that moment your your change is not authentic. Your, your, Your chain is about you. It's not about the people. Like, style of violence is bigger than me. Everyone's like, I, I may be the face. It's bigger than me. It's it's about those families that have lost loved ones, those victims that continue to suffer. You know what I mean? Those kids that are growing up in this violent society. Mm. That's what I think of. That's why it's bigger than me. It's not about me. It's about them. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to help. I'm trying to where you don't have to worry if your son goes downtown that he, he might, you know, get into an altercation. Mm. I'm trying to take those things and, you know, trying to change that um, perception that we have of, you know, the downtown core, you know, when kids are drinking, you know, so kid parents don't have to worry. It's not about me. I'm just a messenger. Mm. That's what I tell people. I'm just a messenger. Yeah, you have an amazing message. And I hope you keep sending out this message over and over again. And I don't know when I'll get you back, but I hope... <laughs> Uh, it would be great if you actually announce what party you'll be running on on my podcast. So, <laughs> so when you're sure, so when you're sure of the of the party, just let me know. I guess what it's gonna be the simplest tweet. Oh, all God. I'm gonna tweet is <laughs> tweet is the colors. That's all. That's all. Okay. No, I'm just gonna tweet the colors. <laughs> oh God. Uh, well, I probably have a little quote up there with the colors. Okay. So I'll, or the I'll symbol, sh- or just a picture, that's all. I'll be sure to watch out for that. Thanks yeah. so much for coming today. No problem. No, I know you actually ran away from a meeting, yeah. so I appreciate that. It's it's all good, because, see, what I do, I also, like, meet with some victims of violence, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of just talk to them and, you know, see where their head's at and where they want to go. Um, you know, I, I, I see so many different things, and a lot of people don't have faith in our justice system. Oh, yeah. You know, I just posted a post today about a, a case in Calgary where the doctor, who was a father, raped his daughter mm. over 100 times. Raped his daughter over 100 times from the age 6 to 18. Mm. And admitted to it once he got arrested and charged, because she told some, one of her friends when she was like 19 um, and got arrested and charged. And he admitted to it. Mm. And they gave him eight years in jail. Uh, exactly what I said. Eight years. He'll probably do half. And on top of that, the girl's mother and brothers apparently knew about it as well going on. And like I'm like, you know, you, you condone this. And now she's being shunned by the family for speaking up. Wow. Even after this man is convicted. She's being shunned by her family for speaking up for being sexually abused. She says she feels numb 90% of the time. I mean, obviously. And I, I don't think you ever I, recover you, you from... Don't, and that's why I said, so why isn't justice being served? Man admitted that he did it. We're going to give him eight years. They, they were asking for 12. I was like, that's a life sentence that this girl has to deal with the rest for, of her life. Yeah. 
emotionally, sexually, physically, Every mentally, day. every everything. She she has to do. She feels ninety percent of her body is numb, mind included. Mm. And we're giving, and and that's why a lot of people, it's so hard for people to speak up. It's so hard for people to go to court cases and 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 things. And then you see people, you know, you see people getting you know four years out in ten months for good behavior. <laughs> for good, be- so why send them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, why do we send people, you know, people go for, you know, they, they, they murder someone, you know, they might get 10 years, we're in five, but yet that family's left hurting. You know what I mean? It's crazy. The states have a different type of, you know, you, you take a life and they give you life and it's, it's tough. Like, yeah, people change, but you still have to serve justice. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's hard for victims like i've i've had so many victims that you know have talked and said you know they won't speak up and i just do what i can to help them get help mm. the help that they need um if they don't cuz they don't believe in the system they don't believe in the system and and that's crazy because now we're still leaving these guys that are you know raping girls on the streets these you know people that are doing so many different things to to so many people in so many different ways, like you're hurting, you're you're shooting, you're killing, and 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 it's it's crazy because these people are allowed to do it because we won't speak up, and when we won't speak up, no justice is serving. It's just a cycle that keeps going. A very ugly cycle. A very very ugly cycle, and you know, even now, like even with the whole Me Too movement, we were me and my couple of boys were talking about it the other day, and like so many people are just scared. <laughs> Like, guys are just scared, you know, just to even talk to a girl now, you know what I mean? Like, and, and like, they're asking the question, are you drunk or whatever? And they just kind of just stay away, like, because one of my boys was like, oh, I see you downtown all the time, but you never drunk or anything. I'm like, I'm always in my right mind, guy. Mm. Always in my right mind. Because I know, you know, people are watching and people are waiting for me to slip. I mean, with such a huge platform, uh, any tiny thing can even be turned into something else. I'm telling you, allegations, they try and take the littlest thing and take it. It doesn't have to be true. It just has to be an allegation. And, you know, one of the only things you have is your reputation and your character. Mm. And you got to protect that with your life. Um, and so you can't, you know... People are going to talk, yeah, but you can't, you know, allow people to tear you down. That's that's how it is. But they're waiting for one thing. Mm. As soon as I make a, you know, one stumble, they're going to tear everything down. Well, that stumble is not going to happen for no. sure. God's got me. That's what I tell people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Quintrell, for no coming problem. to my podcast. That was great. Great conversation. Sweet. Sweet.